0: 1015 FM, 720 AM. k the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. All right, baby. Here we go. Saturday night in Las Vegas. I guess I should turn the music down. I'm producing again tonight. Now, Brad Restituto is causing problems already. The show wasn't even up. Brad, get on your mic from there. Let's get let's get you in here. We haven't even started the show, and Brad is just destroying Kate on. This is unbelievable. We we welcome Brad Restituto in his sitting in with me tonight. On one of our special Saturday shows. We're going to see how how Brad does. I want to hear from, hear from all of you on tri- Twitter. Excuse me. Brad the Believer. Give him a follow. And if you like Brad, maybe I'm back another week or two or you yeah, know so on. But we are very excited to have you along on the Mark Hoke Show. The number one wrestling show here in Las Vegas. Brad, how are you doing tonight? Marvelous Mark Hoke. We oh, yeah. are live there you go don studios
1: in las vegas nevada what a pleasure to be on the air with the marvelous one
0: mark hoke it is a pleasure and thank you kind sir oh absolutely happy to have you here i can tell you're slightly excited you know when when i asked brad about this now brad would you be interested and i couldn't even get the words out of my mouth and he was already cutting a promo i mean it was pretty crazy so we're we're gonna be in for a wild ride. I could be in trouble tonight. Brad's just like, yeah. Brad, am I in trouble tonight?
1: Well, it depends on your definition of trouble, marvelous one.
0: It's a a good trouble. We we have good trouble on the Mark Oak Show.
1: Well, I mean, usually, gosh, I, I could just go on, but y- it's not possible because I would take the whole hour up by just going straight promo for one hour. You thought the MJF. Pipe bomb was legit. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet, Markster.
0: Brad, tell her, of course, You know, I mentioned on SportsX Radio. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing with sports and so on.
1: All right, uh, so it's been a little up and down since the pandemic, Mark. I, I got my start in the radio industry in Las Vegas uh, well over a decade ago with Ken Thompson, SportsX Radio. Uh, I've worked for Lotus Broadcasting here locally. I've worked for v Sin Live, Brent Musburger's company. Uh, I've done the sports line with Dave Coke and I've worked with... Tons of the radio personalities out here in Vegas doing little spots. Great uh, Ed Graney, Mike Pritchard, uh, some mentors of mine. Um, Just really grateful for those guys. And uh, there's some other guys in the industry that I don't care for so much, but uh, we could save that for the book. There you go. But other than that, Mark, I did some play-by-play stuff with the uh, King City High School football and maybe some breaking news. I'm putting my name in the hat for the replacement to Brent Musburger. Oh, there you go. Play-by-play guy for the Las Vegas Raiders. I've already talked to some people in the Raiders front office. This week, I'm getting together, and maybe you'd like to assist me, I'm putting together an A-plus demo reel that's going to knock the socks right off of everybody in that Raiders organization. That's awesome. It's because, Mark, the bottom line is, real quick, the, the Raiders, they need an image makeover, okay? And it's not their fault, but due to the fact that Raiders football and the Raiders commitment to excellence and just win baby globally took a shot last year due to the Gruden scandal due to Henry Ruggs and the other off the field situations with the players that were out of the control of ownership players coaches fans and family but there was collateral damage and that was the Raiders name so the Raiders are looking for new faces new places and new voices to really take that image and turn it into a positive. And I'm the perfect man for the job. Not only do I have the voice and the football knowledge, but I'm a man of the people. I go out into the community of Las Vegas, Mark Hoke, and, and I shake hands, I take pictures, and I do videos, and I want to support local Las Vegas, and they want to support me. Yeah, and,
0: and you're not very handsome either, which means you go right in with the reason. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm no, kidding you're right. exactly right, actually. <laughs> That's why I do radio. <laughs> Touche, my friend. (laughs) I'm right right there with you. Well, hey, let's get into what's been going on in wrestling. And we've had some bad weeks over the past year since I've been doing this show. I don't know if there has been one that is going to be more impactful than what is taking place this week. You know, early on, it was the Jeff Hardy story where Jeff got a DUI again And I thought, oh, boy, we're going to be talking about that all week. (laughs) No, 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 no. Vincent Kennedy McMahon hit the Wall Street Journal of all places. Here's the story in case you didn't hear this. So McMahon is under investigation for a secret $3 million settlement that he paid to a departing employee that he had an affair with. And the woman signed an NDA. The whole story was someone who was a friend of hers emailed somebody that was on the WWE board about this. Because this had been kept under wraps. It happened a few years ago. And all of a sudden, the board is like, well, what's going on? And they started digging around and found out that this woman had her salary doubled while she was under the, uh, the influence of uh, Mr. McMahon. And, yeah, this came up, and there was another situation that also involved the head of talent relations, Mr. Popularity in WWE, John Laurinaitis. (laughs) Note the dripping sarcasm. (laughs) I noticed. In, (laughs) In the email, it alleged McMahon gave her like a toy to Laurinaitis. Not sure exactly what that means. We haven't figured that out. That was just, you know, she... Was attractive, and John needed a cute assistant. Or, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mark. Lorenitus
1: is the stepfather of the Bell assistant. Yes, that, that is correct. For all of you that don't know, you can find their show on one of the local networks, but they're very popular. So this is in, this has some
0: interesting layers to it. So this story got even crazier as the week went on. As so, everybody. So Vince is under investigation, uh, and outside groups going to be going through all this stuff, and apparently there's more NDAs that they didn't know about. Vince decides to step away, so he is at least taking a leave of absence. He did not resign, but he is, at at the moment, not the chairman of WWE, the company that he and his dad founded all those years ago. And this is where I thought it got really fun. Stephanie McMahon, who just got fired and, and you can't say anything else first she said well, I'm taking leave of absence from my family but then WWE throws her under the bus and said she wasn't up to snuff on some of the new responsibilities she'd taken on so he, she got fired by Pop and if you remember back at the Royal Rumble Shane McMahon who planned the Royal Rumble out and it sucked he got fired by Vince. And then back when NXT changed over, remember who got fired on that? Triple H, Paul Levesque, married to Stephanie McMahon. Vince in the last year has fired his son-in-law, his daughter and his son. Not to mention now with all this stuff coming out, of course Vince is married to Linda And everything about their marriage, whether it's a sham or whatever, that's been hitting the news. So all of a sudden now Stephanie ends up being appointed the interim CEO to help take over and run things. Obviously, she knows the business better than anybody else. So she couldn't have done that bad of a job. This is, there is layer upon layer in this story. And then just to make this even worse, in my opinion. Vince went on SmackDown, his Friday night show last night. And he came out, no humble attitude, no, you know, I'm really sorry, I caused all this problem, I'm going to be taking a little bit of time away. Today, yesterday, and forever. And just cut a promo, did his thing, and walked out of the ring. Like nothing was going on. People in the crowd are cheering for him. Brad, I I don't even know where to start on this whole thing. Well, you better figure it out, Mark, because I got a hot take. So I'm going to give you time to get your stuff together. But the, obviously, you know, obviously you have the, the impact of it's Vince McMahon. Correct. The icon of professional wrestling who led the charge to take wrestling out of the territory days and put it into a global phenomenon where they are making millions and millions and millions of dollars. He, I can't remember if he's still a billionaire or not. He is. He's, kinda, he's been hanging around that up and down depending on the stock prices. But I, for Vince, it's one thing to have an affair and you do the NDA, but then to come out on TV and just act like nothing happened kind of blew me away. And now you're getting more reports – from people that are saying, "Man, the the situation in WWE is terrible. It's brutal working here." There was a, a guy who did podcasts for him that said the the work atmosphere is impossible. I couldn't do my job, uh, you know. And of course, a lot of the women not big on John Ice either. He's never been big on women's wrestling. I I'm not sure where this is gonna all end up. I have a feeling Vince is gonna survive. That I will say. I think he's going to survive this. But in terms of what goes on and how WWE operates, this is going to send some shockwaves. Because even though Vince has enough voting control of the, of the board that he can't get voted out. He's, he's got 80% of the votes. Even though he doesn't have the majority of stock, it's just the way they set it up. But Brad, this is a mess and it is going to tear WWE apart internally for quite a while. Now, I know you have a take on this, but give me, give me your reaction to all this news of what you thought, where this is going, and so on. Hit me. Well, what do you want me to hit
1: you with? Do you want me to hit you with what the reality is, or do you want me to hit you with where it's going to go from one year to five?
0: Take, whatever you feel like saying, Brad, the mic's yours. I'm giving it to you, buddy. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, <laughs> he says as he clears his throat here on the Mark Oak Show. Well, Mark Oak,
1: let me tell you something. <laughs> this is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And you'd be a fool to not think that he's got an ace up his sleeve. I mean, we're talking about the creator, the innovator, the icon of the wrestling industry. Mm-hmm. He's maneuvered Triple H, Shawn Michaels, <laughs> Dusty Rhodes, Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? Sorry, I had to do it. Pat McAfee. You. you the list goes on, Marvelous Mark. So... If you follow WWE and the McMahon family very closely, you can read between the lines. Stephanie McMahon's been an advocate for women's rights outside of the WWE. She's been a businesswoman independently, building the Stephanie McMahon brand outside of the WWE confines. Mm-hmm. Now, you may ask, hmm, I never really thought about that, but dig a little deeper there. See who's been the faces and places, politically. Business-wise, when it comes to not only Stephanie, but the WWE and Vince McMahon, they brought in this Nick fella, Nick Khan, and also take a look at where you've seen Shane McMahon over the last five years. Tell me where you've seen his face, where you've seen his Twitter handle, where you've seen pictures of him and Linda. I'm ready. I'm waiting.
0: Yeah, (laughs) there is... I have a weird feeling Look, if it, and, and I and I gotta say, if this was me, we, you know, we all criticize WWE for the creative process, and you know, a lot of us don't like what Vince does half the time. He'll have a big hit, but the rest of it's kind of, and I've said that on the show before. I almost wonder if the family is sitting there saying, at this point, enough's enough, Dad. Enough's enough. It's time for you to step aside. He has pushed aside his whole family, literally his whole family, in the last year out of this company. And, man, you know, I would love to be a fly on the wall in the McMahon Mansion over these past few days. I can't imagine the conversations that are going on right now. But, you know, is it time for Vince to step away?
1: Well, Mark, if, um, if it were true what you said about the McMahons wanting to possibly get Pops out the door, you would have a valid point. But if you were to think of that philosophy, I would say to you... You'd be underestimating Vincent Kennedy McMahon. yeah. And Would you like to put your money there and underestimate the guy that started the XFL? Not a a chance. Rebranded the NFL? That built the rock into the greatest, most electrifying athlete, superstar on the planet? That gave Stone Cold Steve Austin a platform to shine and build the Broken Skull Ranch? I mean, Mark, I can go on and on for another hour about the names, the places, the Bellas. Vincent McMahon... Is the scientist, the mad scientist that stirs the drink. And you're going to sit here and tell me right in front of my face, right now on that hot microphone, that Vince McMahon. Should be out and, and what what do you suggest Vincent Kennedy McMahon would do with his life if the WWE wasn't attached to him? What do you, do you think he would deliver newspapers? Do you think he would be a cashier at Seven Eleven, uh, getting slurpees for the customers <laughs> in, in Stanford, Connecticut? Do you think he would be a social media influencer doing TikTok videos with the walk down the strut down the r- the ring like he's got to stick up his ass? Do you think he'd be doing that? What do you think he'd be doing, Marvel? I Mark know Oak? I know
0: what I'd do if I were him. If you if, were him, if if I do? decided enough was enough and I was going to walk away because I don't, I don't think anybody's going to be able to force them out unless they get a ton of corporate pressure from places like Fox and so on. Man, get on your yacht. Go get all the babes you want. If that's what you want to do, enjoy your life. Okay. okay enjoy let me, your let me, life, let me man. ask
1: you something, Mark. How many boat rides through the Greek Atlantic and back would you have to take before you said to yourself, I'm kind of tired of riding the boat. Wouldn't the juices flow to say, who's the next rock? Who's the next Stone Cold? Oh, hold on, hold on. Who's the next Stone Cold, Steve Austin? Who's the next MJF? Who's the next star, Brian Pillman? Or is there somebody greater than all of these previous superstars combined? Somebody that Vince created in his dreams. He could only dream... Of having a superstar this electrifying and magnetic that brought the emotion out of people, that brought them out of their seats, but that money was flying out of their pockets like a wind tunnel. Who would that be? Well, you're talking to him.
0: Oh, there you go. Brad Restituto volunteering his services. Well, I'm sure you're not volunteering. Absolutely. Not. You want a paycheck.
1: That's right. <laughs> and uh, just like MJF wants a paycheck trust me you ain't seen nothing yet mark you could you could vouch for me our buddy uh i call him joke joke defalco oh uh joke defalco runs a wrestling organization out here mark you can probably uh elaborate on that a little bit better than i can so you know a little bit more about him but i'll tell you after you do that why his name is
0: joke defalco oh be good he is my co-host be good but yeah of course joe defalco runs future stars of wrestling here in las vegas and by the way, he's got a great card coming up. 13th anniversary show popping up tomorrow evening. Uh, I believe doors open at five and the card starts at six. It's going to be a sensational show. So head on over to fswvegas.com and check that out and go see Joe's show. Unfortunately, I think Brad wanted to be on it, but you know.
1: Give me Hammerstone
0: <laughs> or give me death. <laughs> Hammerstone might give you death, bro. Good he, luck. He's a big dude. He ain't bigger than me. <laughs>
1: Uh, Watch some videos. He ain't bigger than me, buddy. All he ain't, right. He ain't bigger. He ain't badder. He
0: ain't smarter. He ain't more crazy than me. Wow. Calling out Hammerstone. Interesting. I don't know if that's a good tactic on your part, Brad, but I guess we'll find out.
1: Okay, let me tell you why. Is, because <laughs> I can't tell you one promo this clown's ever, ever given in his life. So he must not be that important. Now, I'll tell you who is important. Killer Cross.
0: Yeah, that is very true.
1: I mean, what the hell was WWE thinking, letting him? Go? I don't know. That 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 may be the single most dumbest move that anybody's ever made. The, the reason I think, Mark, I think there must have been something in, in Cross's contract. There must have been a stipulation through a certain time period that he would he would uh, register a bonus if they kept him on through this point, and the bonus must have been astronomical. That's the only reason that I think that that they would have let him go because they they buried him on purpose when Scarlet busted her boob. And she had to go out because they were going to have her wrestle. So they intentionally buried him to release him. So they had that predetermined because there was something going on or there was some type of licensing with ownership of Cross and Scarlett's like, name, image, likeness with the music. There's something that we don't know behind the scenes that would have triggered a huge bonus from WWE if they would have kept those guys on. Or there was some difference in creative as far as ownership. That's the only reason. There's zero other reason. Why you would release Killer Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux? I just started following Cross on Instagram. Have you seen these promos he's putting out, Mark? Oh my God! There's yeah. some of the greatest promos in the history of promos. Am I right? Mm-hmm. I'm not disagreeing with you. So that's why I'm calling him out too, because he's my competition. Hammerstone is a nothing. He's a nothing. Nobody knows who he is. Nobody cares. Big deal. They can chant Hammerstone. A monkey could chant that. Give me give me more words to chant than Hammerstone. All right, at least Killer Cross. He's got a hot chick who can sing her ass off. They put together one of the greatest theme songs in the history of wrestling. At least top three for sure. And Cross has everything. He checks every box. That's why I'm calling him out because he's the guy. He's the bar setter. Okay, but he even him even the great Killer Cross couldn't step in this microphone. Couldn't step in this studio and hold a torch to Brad the Believer, Mark Hoke. Do you believe it?
0: I'm with you. I'm going to hide when this fight happens in K- the Katon K- Studios. You're going to fall yeah. and pray? <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to duck and cover is what I'm going to do, Brad. Of course, uh, we're on the Mark Oak show here on KDWN 101.5 FM 7:20 a.m. special Saturday night edition with Brad the Believer, Brad Restituto. Man, you are you are in full mode tonight, my friend. Oh, you know it, Mark. Yeah. Got to love it. Got to love it. Well, back to the vince mcmahon thing yeah where do you think this ends up do you, i mean i you yeah. know in for real here where where does vince does vince survive this of course he survives Mar, come
1: on i mean key up the T- tommaso champa music will you
0: fair enough that's
1: all i got to say about that all right
0: well so there you go i and honestly i think he will too I have a feeling there's going to be a few changes at WWE after this one. That
1: now that I agree with. Yeah, Laurinaitis probably should find another job, maybe as a pizza delivery boy over in Stanford, Connecticut, because he's a clown too. Well, he's, he's a no talent hack. He's never been a good wrestler. Who is he? I thought he was. I thought he was the Animal or Hawk. He's not even related to them. James Laurinaitis. He's 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 the cousin of Animal. Animal's a superstar. Who the who the f is Jim Lair- John Laurinaitis? I mean, nobody knows who the hell he is. He's Johnny never- Ace. Oh, God. That guy's a ham and egger. He's like Barry Horowitz, dude. I mean, Hor- Horowitz actually has more name recognition than Johnny Ace. If Johnny Ace stepped in the studio right now, I'd take that microphone right off its stand. I'd crack him right over the head with it, like Roddy Piper cracking a coconut over Jimmy Superfly Snooka. I mean, Johnny Ace, get the hell out of here.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. I think there's a lot of people at WWE that would agree with you on that, too. Of
1: course they would, because they never met Brad the Believer. And I told you, like I told everybody else, what the hell has everyone been doing for the last two decades? Mm -hmm. You've got this guy sitting here, a diamond in the rough, ready to explode from spontaneous combustion, is just sitting here waiting for his opportunity, chomping at the bit to get behind the mic, to get in the ring and show his chops and absolutely eviscerate and annihilate anybody that steps in front of me,
0: literally with my bare hands. Folks out there, what should I do? What should I do? I'm, 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 I'm actually happy. Well, you know, Brad's my friend, though. Exactly. We're so friends. I don't have, to, I don't have to worry about having the glass no, between never, me. Never, never. I, I, I you're do not, have to you're my worry best friend, Mark. If, if someone else shows up in here. You know, then it's on. You better then, get your camera ready. Then it's on. Absolutely. You better get your camera ready, Marco.
1: <laughs> Look at Batman right there. He's talking something to me. I'll smack him right now. Wow! Look at him. You see him? You're calling out Batman? He's right in front of me. Oh. Dear Lord, he thinks he's gonna he thinks he's gonna size one up on me. <sighs> I tell you, I'll get off
0: this mic right now and smack him. Don't smack Batman. Why do you want to smack Batman? <sighs> Brad, you need to get in the ring with somebody. I got a few people in mind. Maybe, maybe uh, you should invade the FSW show.
1: I like that idea. Yeah. Just
0: go down. Maybe say hi to Funny Bone.
1: How do I get in? Mark, can you give me a press pass? <laughs> I can get in. Well, what happens? I'm there, going. Well, what happens if I just jump in the ring and nobody knows? Well, well that I, I don't know about. Well, I get, oh, it has to be a work, huh? Yeah. has to be a work. If it's not a work, then I'll get arrested.
0: Yeah. It's, that's usually how it goes. All right. Okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a little bit of a break here. Let Brad get unsweaty in the, in the booth. As he is fired up tonight, we're going to have more on the Mark Hoke Show. We're going to talk about that whole situation with Jeff Hardy. Plus, we've got some new AEW World Tag Team Champions as that situation falls out. So stick around here for more on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. Want more of the Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show and visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at markhokeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join the Mark Hoke Show family today and thanks for listening. 101.5 FM, 720 AM, Don, The Talk of Las Vegas. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas. The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. I think Brad's about to throw a chair. This this is scary, but it's all right. We are here on the Mark Hoke Show. Thanks for being with us. On KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. This is the number one pro wrestling show. Well, planetary. We'll just go planet. Actually, we said universe last Sunday. So, I might as well just go all the way. What the hell? Into infinity and beyond, shall we say. But, Brad, a couple more fun things going on in WWE right now, if you call it fun. Apparently, Sasha Banks. Of course, we had the big walkout with her and Naomi about a month ago. Over some creative issues. And multiple sources are confirming that she has been released from WWE. So Sasha is gone. Wow. This is... um, I don't know if it's necessarily unexpected. But apparently there were some news reports that her attorney was negotiating the release and everything. But Sasha Banks leaving WWE... I'm, I'm going to withhold my opinion. Your, impa- your thought of the impact of Sasha Banks out of world wrestling entertainment. Well, I'm kind of shocked because
1: Sasha Banks is a huge name, a huge superstar in the WWE. I mean, part of the women's revolution. And it's a big release. But, Mark, I mean, you can't be too surprised that WWE has released countless superstars over the past two years. This just happens to be another name on that list.
0: I did not agree with how Sasha and Naomi handled that situation. And if if you did, haven't followed this, of course, they had come into an episode of Raw. They didn't like how things were booked. Sasha went in and talked to Vince. That didn't go well, and apparently she might have gotten into it with John Laurinaitis as well. She and Naomi said to heck with this right before Raw started that night, which is a live show. Dropped their women's tag team titles on the table and took their ball and went home. Well, well- and. And unfortunately, this now looks like has resulted that Sasha is out of WWE. Of course, she was one of the the four horsewomen. The you know, with her and Bailey and Charlotte. I mean, just wow. I mean, this is this is something else. Well, look at it
1: this way, Mark. In this day and age, in 2022, Sasha Banks has a lot of leverage, right? So, the initial contract she may have signed, clearly. A lot of the superstars can't do a lot of the things they would like to do with Twitch, with name image likeness. A lot of that's owned by WWE. So Sasha was not only making a business move, but at least she gave Vince the respect to try to talk to him. But she's the boss for a reason, Mark Hoke, because she's got the balls enough to sit in front of Vince McMahon. And if Vince isn't going to give her what she wants, she knows the right direction. She's going to say, F you, Vince. I'm going to go make more money elsewhere.
0: Goodbye. And, and by the way, I didn't mention Becky Lynch in the Four one horsewoman there. Sorry. Um, and honestly, I agree with you. I, I think she had more leverage than certainly Naomi. In that, you know, she's doing the Mandalorian show. She's related to Snoop Dogg, so she has a lot of options outside of WWE. And there's been rumors that you know she hasn't been happy in the past. And if she's out of WWE, she has other places that she can go. You know, the only thing that I would have been worried about her handling it in this manner was you don't want to get the reputation of being a diva. And, and not a WWE diva, but someone who's going to be difficult to deal with if you're in a situation like acting, for example. Well,
1: Mark, that's the problem with hearsay, right? And that's the problem with reputations is it's all a word of mouth. Unless you sit in a room with somebody, unless you have a rapport with somebody and and break bread with them and know what their character is really like, do they show up on time to business meetings? Do they return phone calls and emails? Do they wish your kids a happy birthday and a Merry Christmas? You know, what are the things in their character that define their consistency when they come to the head of the table for a meeting, Now, we don't know what was said behind closed doors with Sasha and Vince. I think it says enough as it is that she approached Vince, had a discussion, and then left the titles on the table. So to me, that speaks highly of her character as opposed to be somebody difficult to deal with. It seems like she gave Vince and the WWE many options. They didn't want to meet in the middle, so she did what was best for the business. And what was best for the business is what's best for Sasha Banks.
0: Do you think she goes to AEW? Of course. Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. See, I'm not, I'm not necessarily sold on that. Well, tell me what you think. I think that she probably wants to explore the Hollywood options more than than wrestling. Why wouldn't you if you have the opportunity? You're onto something now. I, yeah. I mean, would it surprise me if she showed up in AEW? No, because Tony Khan, I'm sure, would be drooling to get oh, her he's in. Be there. throwing the bank at her. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> throwing the bank at banks. That's a bank statement. Bang. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but. Honestly, if I were her, and yeah, I think I think I would give acting a whirl. I think I'd give Snoop a call and see what you can do before you before you have to get back in the ring. Yeah, well, yeah you Mar- only have those, only have those so many prime years of your looks and your body and everything else. And you know, why sacrifice wrestling if you don't have to? Well, but speaking of looks, maybe she'll be willing to do an nil
1: deal here here in Las Vegas. There's plenty of places where her looks can be utilized, if you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> wow. I have a feeling she's going to take a hard pass on that one.
1: Uh, But, Brad, it's nice of you to offer. Yeah, I mean, look. It's nice of you to offer. I'm a big fan.
0: (laughs) I don't even want to go there. Anyway, of course, this is the Mark Oak Show. I'm Mark Oak, along with Brad Restituto, sitting in on a special Saturday night edition. More bad news in WWE is apparently Randy Orton's going to be out for a while. We knew he had the back injury. But what we're hearing at this point is if he does have to have surgery on this, he's going to be out for the end of the year. So just when Randy Orton seems happy and enjoying life a little bit, he gets hurt, and he's going to be gone for a while. And, of course, from what we're hearing, that was the plan to have him taking on Roman Reigns, excuse me, Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. So hence, both of these situations with Vince and Randy Orton leaving lead right to Brock Lesnar just magically showing up again out of the blue on SmackDown last night.
1: Mark, when you mentioned Randy Orton, it made me think of uh, the good brothers, Carl Anderson. Because don't they both have hot Asian wives? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I thought <laughs> I Sasha, don't know. Sasha Banks,
0: you got my mind. Wow, up you were just <laughs> out of there. But, I, but I, I think it's really amazing that Brock Lesnar shows up all of a sudden. You have... Obviously with Orton out, you, you lose have and Cody Rhodes as well. You have a huge hole there. And I'm sure that destroyed their plans for probably the next nine months. And of course with this situation with Vince, now all of a sudden everybody's talking about Brock Lesnar showing back up. Coincidence? I think not. What about you?
1: I think not also. I think it's unfortunate that there's not enough star power that you feel like right. you're scrambling. Mm-hmm to get asses and seats and eyes to TVs and money and pockets. I mean, where's Enzo Amore? Can we bring him back? No. Why? Oh, no. Why not Big Cass?
0: They are actually, from what I heard, they were actually talking to W. Morrissey after his performance on uh, AEW the other a few weeks ago. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong,
1: Mark, but if you're scrambling for Brock to save you, and Brock's been the fa- one of the faces of WWE for over a decade and you're you're trying to scramble John Cena and Stone Cold. Dude, you always recycle the, the big timers at the big show. That means there's nobody that's really lifted Vince's eyebrows over the last 10 years. Now, I thought Killer Cross was that guy, but clearly there's something else either in the they they I just could go on and on, Mark, like the NXT, the new talent, LA Knight. There's some really talented dudes. What is the issue? With the funneling, the overfunneling of talent, are the are they not sold on a certain amount of guys where they can't just. P- Pull a few, because I think they're really messing up by giving them all this love and push on NXT, and then like, oh, now we'll transfer them over. If somebody's got star talent, Mark Hoke, you need to put them in the big time right away. Build the brand and the steam right away, because once you you lather that down with the overexposure of NXT, it's the same thing like a Chick Fil A or a Burger King. When you put a million of them on every corner, when you put the million and first one on the corner, you're not lining up fifty deep. go eat there
0: you know and i agree with you i think the only reason that braun breaker's down in nxt is just because he's raw you know but otherwise you know that's a guy that should be up there at this point but and, but they, but Mark, and they, if they, need they don't him.
1: put him there soon he's going to be another casualty that's watered down because right. how how much does his character stretch Okay, and how much do these other characters that have talent stretch? How diverse can they be and how much can they chame- chameleonize like a Chris Jericho that can reinvent themselves over and over? Now, some of these guys can't. They, they're stuck in a few boxes because they don't have the creative and the mic skill ability to pivot like Chris Jericho. Well, and I think that
0: you know, getting a little deeper into that, I think part of the problem is, is that the way that WWE has booked a lot of guys when they've gotten to- a been on the main roster where they've made everybody okay they're good but they're not great you know and, and you just you just look at their recycling. You know, Sheamus is back in again. Now we're you know Drew McIntyre and so on. And but they've we're done just... a
1: decent job of re- slightly rebranding Sheamus each time he shows up. And I love right? Sheamus. So, I so, really do. So can you see what I mean? Though the yeah. diversity, even if no, it's subtle with Sheamus. He's got a new brood of characters with you know Pete Dunne and the other jabroni. Uh, you know they got, they're kind of like the Irish. Gangs of New York. Yeah. Okay, so this is really nice creatively, and I bet you Sheamus has a lot to do with that creative control. I sure
0: hope so. Now, <laughs> somebody had to on tell the them.
1: other hand, uh, some characters that I think have ex- extreme expanding potential, but they haven't had to because they've been that hot, is The New Day. Now, The New Day has been The New Day for over a decade, so they, they're so hot, though, Mark, they haven't had... To diversify the character, but someone like a Braun Breaker, that's going to get tired. The Scott Steiner thing. So you're good. The same way that Scott Steiner rebranded. The same way the Steiner brothers slightly rebranded once they moved companies. You're going to have to. They they should already have that written out. A ten year plan. Every character you bring in should have a ten year plan before the characters even introduce. See,
0: and I don't. I I think that once they get out of NXT, Vince just says we're going to. Well, we've got to blame somebody for that.
1: Who's to blame? Because that's the reason you're recycling hundreds and hundreds of talent. You're overpaying and having to fire. Why? Because you don't have anybody that can be a 10-year staple. They don't have their character developed from start to finish where it's already built into the character, the transition process. He started off as A and, and in point B he turned to this. And it doesn't have to be a huge transformation. It's just th- subtle things to keep the, the, the character relevant and relevant to the the storyline of who, who he's getting or giving heat to or who he's putting over or getting put over
0: on absolutely brad great point brad restituto everybody dropping some knowledge i like it by the way good news for biggie he's out of the neck brace in case you didn't hear that so i didn't very happy to hear biggies starting yeah, to do Big, better
1: biggie's one of the guys i absolutely root for 100 percent. another guy uh, and mark this is a shout out to the raiders to VGK, all the Las Vegas local pro teams that want to hire me and all the NFL teams that want to hire me and the WWE and anybody that that thinks they have enough money to secure me, remember this. Okay, I want you to remember the name Titus O'Neill. There you go. Why do I bring that up? Because he's not necessarily a superstar that transcends people, places, and things with his character, but his character as a man in the community and representing the brand is what you're getting when you get brad restituto brad the believer so go ahead and do some research for all the jabronis out there that don't know who titus o'neill is do some research on the type of man he is representing himself in the community and that's the man you're getting when you hire brad the believer
0: there you go i feel like we just need to put your resume up on twitter yeah let's at do brad it. the believer let's do it mark there you go and of course this is the Mark Hoke Show. We are on KDWN, 1015 FM, 720 AM. Mark Hoke here with Brad Restituto. We've got you for another uh, about 10 to 12 minutes-ish. That's so, it? Yeah, I know the I time thought we flies. were going two hours, more. I, I wish we were. Gosh darn it. I know. We can't get Harvey Hyde out of there for the Trojan Football Report. Are you yeah, kidding me?
1: I understand,
0: So Harvey. stick around for that. Harvey, we love you. But, of course, the other story that we teased and we've got to get into, and this is just plain sad. Jeff Hardy has once again fallen off the wagon, and boy, there's even a video up of the traffic stop, but Jeff was pulled over in Volusia County, Florida. I believe he was three times, he was three or four times over the legal limit, and this was going on, he actually got pulled over about mid-morning, which... (laughs) Is even worse when you think about it. And he wasn't, thank God, he wasn't speeding. But he did one of those things apparently where he was kind of going on one side of the road and then going to the other side of the road, off the road, and finally got pulled over. But this is his third arrest for DUI in the past 10 years. AEW has suspended him without pay. They have told him until you, you know, you need to get help. When you're cleaned up, you're welcome to come back. And of course, this was in the middle of the big push with he and his brothers getting their final run. Had the uh, match at Double or Nothing where they beat the Young Bucks, and they were going to have this triple threat ladder match on Dynamite, which now they were out of, and the Young Bucks won the AEW championships on Wednesday night. But obviously, we need to talk more about Brad. Or Jeff Hardy, the person, than the wrestler at this point. It, it is scary what's been going on with him. But I, I wonder. I mean, I don't know how he's going to dodge jail time, Brad. I, I just don't. How can you not at this point?
1: Mark, this story breaks my heart because the Hardy boys are, gosh, they're they're good men. They are good men, Mark, and they're good humans and they're likable. It, let me let me explain something. Uh, addiction's a tough thing, Mark, mm-hmm. and prescription uh addictions because of painkillers and injuries because these guys have put their bodies on the absolute line for two three decades it's very tough and i just wish that somebody a friend could have intervened as far as just being a liaison to the hardy boys meaning jeff we know that you're in pain and you're gonna have to take painkillers but let me be your personal driver OK, let me not let you hurt yourself by putting yourself in this position again and again by getting behind the wheel. And it breaks my heart because I wish somebody would have had the balls enough to step up and say, I'm going to take care of this guy. I'm not going to let him drive, especially when he's dealing with an injury. You know, whatever we have to do to keep him safe. But this is like seven or eight times. Yeah. And it's unacceptable. And, and, and Jeff, uh, Jeff would tell you the same thing. Hey, it's on me. You know, there's nobody else to blame here, but it's sad that people that know him so intimately wouldn't at least have intervened to get somebody else to drive the car consistently. And
0: and, and that's what I don't understand is, you know, that he's susceptible, number one. And then number two, you know how he, of course, if you didn't see that ladder match that he had with Darby Allen a few weeks ago. You knew he was hurting. You knew it. He was in massive pain after that. So right
1: away that's and the red flag, Mark. That's the trigger to step in. But mm-hmm. everybody's sleepwalking.
0: And I, I just can't understand why people weren't keeping an eye on him. As you said, they should have had somebody taking him out. And you know, and, and, and it's on Jeff too, obviously, you know, he could have called an Uber. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it is <sighs> but i don't know if he's he's just going to need to get a a kick in the butt but he's, at this point you know it's how many mark well but what i'm, sa- but what I'm saying but what i'm saying is what i'm saying is you know is he going to finally have to do some serious jail time oh, yeah. for this i think so you know i i lawyers have a way of getting people off but if you only have to look about a few months ago with what happened with Sonny, where of course she has been arrested time and time and time and time again with the alcohol and the drug problems and she killed somebody and i'm and what i'm worried about is is that you know and i'm not comparing the character of the two but i'm worried that jeff is going to do that sometime i really am if if this doesn't stop he's he's gonna hurt someone and not just himself and i and i really wish that somebody could figure out a way to just keep an eye on him so it doesn't happen again I
1: really do. I do, too. Like I said, it breaks my heart. The Hardy Boys are good good men. They are good uh, stewards of the community and of family. And But addiction is so real, and it's rampant in families all across the United States and all across the globe, Mark. And, and ag- again, part of my pitch for the next company that hires me is, is I want to be an advocate for mental health, for these things that humans and families struggle with. Because, uh-huh. you know, I've recently given my life completely... Uh, over to Christ and, and have taken a new direction and how I handle my character and my personal affairs. Now, of course, by no means am I perfect, but I'm very accountable. And that's the first thing. you got to be accountable to yourself and to your family and to the people around you. So uh, it starts there. And then it starts with people that love you enough to intervene when you're not strong enough to intervene for yourself. So I'm hoping either AEW, WWE, the Raiders, the Vikings, the Jaguars, whatever pro franchise decides to write me that big check mark, Hmm. we're going to go to work right away. Okay, Because I'm already working now, but once I have the backing of that brand, we're going to go to work right away in the mental health field, in the addiction field, in the schoolings, uh, across local communities, um, local businesses. We're going to partner together, and we're going to beat this.
0: Well, on the fun side of wrestling is, boy, we've been talking about a lot of depressing stuff tonight. Sorry, guys. Unfortunately, that's the news here on the Mark Hoke Show. The AEW World Tag Team Championships changed hands. And I'm not sure if the Hardys were going to be booked to win the titles before this match uh, took place. But obviously, with Jeff being pulled out, the Hardys were removed. So we had the Young Bucks taking on Jurassic Express. And the Young Bucks are now the two-time AEW World Tag Team champions. And they, of course, are crowing about it. Very excited. I almost wonder if the Hardys were supposed to win that match. But, you know, <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty, I guess. But a, a pretty exciting time. And then, of course, Jungle Boy gets crushed by Christian. And the, the, the turn finally happened. But with the AEW Tag Team situation, now with the Bucks back on top, the Forbidden Door pay-per-view coming up. This could be pretty exciting with the Young Bucks running the show again.
1: I'm pretty excited, Mark. Unfortunately for me, I'm about four weeks behind on Rampage and uh, maybe a week or two behind on my DVR. Oh, so I spoiled you. i sorry. You did, but that's okay because I'm a, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of the Young Bucks. They're awesome, Mark. And I like to have super kick parties at the, at the Silverton where I work valet oh yeah i like to have super kick parties at the basketball gym i mean i love the party man i'm a party animal (laughs) dude the young bucks are awesome man do you see them when they dress and when they they're like they're the greatest i'm hoping that you know one day down the road in that forbidden door we can collaborate because i mean look at me mark i have a face for radio but i got some swag wouldn't you say check these out
0: you're you're better looking than brandon cutler thank you I've, i've got to give that to you i'll
1: take it yeah I mean, you could take bright. You can spray a bottle. I could spray him. Yeah. I'm bigger than him. He's small. Yeah, you got it. Play my theme music, Mark.
0: <laughs> I don't know. You didn't tell me I needed theme music. Oh, it's
1: it's the DX intro, then followed by the overbed of Killer Cross's Fallen Prey.
0: Okay, we'll work on that. All right,
1: cool. We can put that together. Love you, Mark.
0: Yeah, but who do you put against the uh, Bucks at this point? I mean, it's got you got to figure. FTR well, it's probably going to be one.
1: Moxley and Danielson. You think so? I do. But how are they going to fit that? How are they going to transition that storyline? That's the question.
0: And, and with Danielson, now, well, Danielson's supposed to be back here for, for uh, Forbidden Door.
1: Well, if not them, so, maybe The Acclaimed.
0: I love The Acclaimed. They're my favorite. And I got to tell you, I got to interview Max Caster. You can check that out on our podcast Mark, if give you him haven't back. Heard
1: that. I, I want to do a rap battle with him. By
0: really? Way. Yes. I bet he'd be up for that. All right. I'll, I'll message
1: see him. See if you could set it up. I'll message him. All All right. Absolutely. All right, do
0: that. You you have some
1: very stiff competition. Yeah, though. he's good. He'll probably be. I I know when I'm outmatched, he may beat me, but I'll give him a run. All right, fair enough. I'll I'll get in touch Yo, with the platinum one. Listen, listen,
0: Mark Hoke. When he said that to me on the show, by the way, I was scared. I thought I was going to get mauled. Fortunately, he was he he was nice. Is he big in person? Bigger than me? He's a big dude. Yeah, he's a former he, NFL player. He doesn't it, he doesn't seem like it on TV. But guy he's though. a he's he's large. He
1: he's a superstar, Mark. He this guy's going to carry a company for sure. I mean, he's so talented. The yeah. acclaimed are so talented. I love those guys. Um, so, I think they are very underrated. So underrated. They're the best thing going right now. Yeah. Next to MJF.
0: I you know I I I look forward to a Young Bucks FTR match, but you know an acclaimed run uh, getting over I'm on the Bucks. It. I'm calling it would be pretty cool. Yep, you heard I'm it here down, first but, on
1: the Mark Cook Show. Baby. You
0: know, a lot of great tag teams in AEW, so this could get interesting, and it will I, be. I don't know if they're going to bring anybody from Japan for Forbidden Door to take them on, but of course that wouldn't surprise me. This that that card, by the way, is shaping up to be pretty exciting. Do you have anybody in mind uh, from New Japan or from the
1: Forbidden Door that you think could make an appearance that would really shake? Well, things they up? already
0: brought the tag champs in, but they're going to be wrestling somebody else. So I don't know. I don't know who you bring in. Is, is Shinsuke
1: Nakamura a free agent?
0: No, oh. no, he's still uh, he's still busy with WWE. Okay, Un- I will say, unfortunately, but you know, whatever. Wow, Brad, this has been just flying by. But I'm not done. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we, we got about, we got about a, a minute left-ish here. But, yeah, this has been a, a great time with you, and I'm really excited to have you working with me a little
1: bit. Man, me too, Mark. I really appreciate you uh, giving me a line and giving me uh, the mic here. And we had a great time. I'm looking forward to, after a few shows with me and you together, them extending us to two hours.
0: Yeah, we'll be...
1: <laughs> because, listen. Man,
0: Harvey would be mad. Listen.
1: You know, come on, sorry, Harvey. It's just just how it is sometimes. So, joke to Falco. We're calling you out, brother. Get it booked. Bring the Believer down. He's going to make a
0: special appearance on the pay-per-view and raise some hell. All right. Well, you can follow Brad at Brad the Believer. You can follow our show on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Facebook, the Mark Hoke Show. MarkHokeShow.com. Get those podcasts. Keep downloading them from all over the world. MarkHokeShow.podbean.com and of course all your favorite podcast outlets. I'm everywhere. So's me and the team. And of course we're going to be back tomorrow morning at 8am with Andrew Fishfane and Joe DeFalco. Hopefully Joe will not be too upset. And we will see you guys tomorrow, or tomorrow on the Mark Hoke Show. Stick around for Harvey Hyde and the Trojan Football Report here on KDWN 101.5 FM, 7.20 AM. Have a great night, Las Vegas.